Robots vs. Dinosaurs is a proud member of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Check out Apocalypse Podcast Network for more great podcasts. The following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Robots vs. Dinosaurs is brought to you by the 28th Street and Crescent Bodega. <laughs> Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the listener, Inception, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Avengers, Infinity War, Avengers, Endgame, Guardians of the Galaxy, Doctor Strange, Thor, Captain Marvel, The X-Men, Spider-Man, Malcolm in the Middle, Fresh Prince, Bel-Air, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I Love Lucy, Who's the Boss, I Dream of Genie, The Adams family bewitched the brady bunch and dick van dyke dick van dyke season two episode 21 hello and welcome to robots versus dinosaurs the podcast where we watch a movie or a tv show every week and then try to determine which one is cooler robots dinosaurs or dick van dyke with me as always is my co-host a new co-host almost every week unless we're doing a television series in which case i have a returning co-host ryan t lawler Welcome, Ryan. Ryan. Woo! Back in business. Ryan, why don't you tell the audience uh, what we're going to be talking about today on our show? First, today we're going to do a nice little uh, watch of the Dick Van Dyke show, which I actually really have never really fully seen. You know, maybe here and there clips, but actually sat down and watched the show. No. So, and you know, I'm not big into the, the old style sitcom. I mean, of course it's great just what it led into in the future. We're going to be watching Dick Van Dyke show. What is it? Season two, episode 21. So there's a little bit of, uh, of, of debate over that because in, in the last episode of WandaVision, which we are going to be, which we're going to be talking about on a separate episode. So you can download our coverage of WandaVision episode 108 previously on in which child Wanda picks out a TV episode to watch on TV night with her family. And she chooses Dick Van Dyke season two, episode 21. Perfect. That, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and that is an episode of Dick Van Dyke called My Husband is a Check Grabber, which they, when they're talking about the particular episode, they're talking about the Walnut episode. And that's actually season two, episode 20. Something's weird there. Yeah. So I, so I don't know if it was a mistake or if it was. I just feel on Marvel's or, part, you know, so to let that get through all the way, it's just for Marvel. It, 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 but like you said, maybe the cataloging is different at the same time because it's so close. That's the only thing I can think. Yeah, we were talking about how, how Marvel doesn't really make small mistakes like that, technical mistakes, where they're off by one episode. So, right. yeah, an, a possibility is that some people, when there's a, a – especially with older shows, because a lot of these shows from the 60s and 70s, it was before we really had, like, DVDs or streaming, and, and mm -hmm. these episodes would be collected for any reason other than archived. So right. they didn't really count them as like the same season numbering system that we typically use nowadays. Mm -hmm. And one major factor is a lot of people say the pilot episode is either episode zero or episode one. So your right. whole count can be off by one, depending on what your view yeah. is. And maybe a in pilot, Sokovia, a pilot is kind of more like the commercial to, to just like show the networks what the show is. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what a pilot is. So sometimes it doesn't actually even, they don't count it because of the fact that it's not really part of the season. It's like, hey, you like our show? 
buy it and let us make a season. And what I think makes that even more complicated is sometimes the pilot, very often the pilot is a two-part episode. So that like, right. it makes it even more, it throws off the count even more if you're trying to keep track of these things. So I, I will, I, you and I both, I think, have faith in the MCU and their writers. Yeah, and I have all, all of the people involved that would have ca- caught that if it was a mistake. So I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's either the thing we were discussing or it's some kind of like, clue that the reality is off in some way i don't know right i'm gonna go more with it's a catalog different i can't see something small like that playing into the plot but yeah (laughs) but it is curious to bring up so and and just like proof of that is uh, i've looked i've looked this episode up a couple of times so that we can live stream it today the first time it came up is episode two or sorry season two episode 20 now i'm looking it up again and it's saying season two, episode 21. So, you know, everybody has a different... Yeah. 20 or 21. IMDb, if, if IMDb is your Bible, IMDb lists it, uh, the episode, it may look like a walnut as season two, episode 20. They're pretty reliable. So, Ryan, you said you've, you've never watched this show before. You've never seen most, like, nope. Nick at Night kind of classic TV sitcom shows. Now, I've more seen, like, you know... And like when I was a kid, like Green Acres, and I've seen more of like Bewitched, but even those, like I was so young at the time when I was watching that, that it doesn't stand out in my mind very well. So, but Dick Van Dyke show, I I don't, like I said, I don't think I've really ever even really seen an episode. So, and isn't this kind of like the pioneer of the sitcom? Like, you know, so it's kind of cool to, uh, to see it. Yeah. It's very, it's very it's very much like a progenitor of family sitcoms or like wife and husband sitcoms or suburban suburbia sitcoms, you know? Right. So so we're going to be doing a live watch today and, and uh, listeners you've heard robots and dinosaur robots versus dinosaurs do a live watch for a couple of different movies before, but this is our first time doing it for an episode of a show. I picked the Dick Van Dyke show for very obvious reasons. The, the connection to WandaVision, both very specifically this episode that was called out, but also the first, the pilot of WandaVision parodied mm-hmm. mostly the Dick Van Dyke show. And Dick, and we talked about um, Dick Van Dyke was actually a consultant for WandaVision. So Ryan, yeah. what, what else, what do you know about Dick Van Dyke? Do you know anything about like the premise of the show or anything? I honestly don't. I don't know anything about, I'm literally going in with a complete open, fresh mind. I mean, it's something to do with a married couple living together in suburbia like we just talked about but that's really the general idea of what i know about the show yeah i was was just fact checking myself on this he is a he it's interesting because he's a writer and and so on the show his character creates a a tv show oh okay yeah okay you're you're already seeing like the layers that they're playing with of of reality right right? and then isn't this uh, okay I'm not going to get into this, what this episode is about right now, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's watch it and we'll uh, comment on things yes. as they're happening. I, I have watched the Dick Van Dyke show a lot. When I, when I was a kid, I was a, a Nick at night junkie. And yep. I used to, honestly, I used to stay up until maybe like one or two in the morning, even on school nights sometimes watching. I love, uh, I love Lucy very, very much. I love the Mary Tyler Moore show. And I, I watched the Mary Tyler Moore show before I even knew there was a Dick Van Dyke show. It, it's what made me want to watch Dick, the Dick Van Dyke show. So I've How, seen several episodes of this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was going to say, did the Mary Tyler Moore show, is that, did that come out significantly later? 
or is that like did that was that kind of a spinoff that happened while the show was happening or so dick van dyke was in the early 60s mary tyler moore show was a very different show she played okay. a different character and she was also a i think like a news producer so it was another show about making a show in this case a news show that right. one aired mary tyler moore show aired dick van dyke was early 60s like 62 63 oh, okay mary tyler moore show yeah, it was so like 1970. Was, okay. It aired in 1970. All right, so that actually helps me too because I was thinking this was more like 50s, but it's actually early 60s. So that's yeah. All right, cool. So you know, you know how you know how Tim Allen used to have Home Improvement, and now he has um, Last Man Standing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's, it's exactly <laughs> like that. It's exactly that trajectory. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, yeah. Um, the Mary Tyler Moore Show interestingly enough spun off several spin-off shows uh at least two rhoda and phyllis mm-hmm. um who were characters on the show that each got their own spin-off show so wow. this was like a thing that has always happened in television and still yeah. happens today the spin-off thing the spin-off thing yeah. like with oh, yeah. uh it's all in the family that spun off into it jefferson's what was the other show uh king of queens right that was a spin-off of King of Queens was a spinoff of uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Right. Because he was right. originally their delivery. I think his name was different in Everybody Loves Raymond. They, so they kind of changed it up, but it was based on the same character. And then, of course, Ray Romano guests on King of Queens several times. So it's clearly. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, you know, I don't watch Big Bang Theory, but now you have like young Sheldon. Yeah. Oh, yep. yep. Like that. You know, just, I mean, it makes sense. You have a hit character. Everyone loves them any network or company is going to want to try to monopolize on the fact that you can make money off anything. Let's yeah. do a spinoff. <laughs> and so, uh, Ryan, a lot of times it works. And then of course, one of the biggest ones, Frasier spinoff of cheers. Right. So, Oh God, I forgot about that. That's a good call. Yeah. Out, Frasier. It, I have one question before we jump into the episode. Cause I just thought of it and I really want to ask it. Uh, sure. <laughs> if you could pick one character from WandaVision to get their own MCU spinoff, what would it be? Oh boy. Does Vision, does it count? Is Vision, is this a Vision show? His name is in is. the title. <laughs> it is, yes. Uh, it just seems it's, a, it's like very Wanda focused, but I guess you really. Her name is first, focused. so that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. El numero uno, as they say. First but, on the uh, call sheet, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, damn, you know, it's so anybody in the MCU with a spinoff? Oh, no, no. Anybody that was on WandaVision specifically. Because we, we have, we, I, you know my pick. We've talked about my pick. Yeah, which one was yours again? Darcy, Darcy Lewis. Oh, yeah, she's great. Well, as, I like the As escape I, girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love the I didn't we talk about this? I love the the Johnny Wu as as go, you know, doing side missions like Jimmy, maybe Jimmy. even with even with Kat Denning as like a as like a, a duo, you know? Yeah, and that could be her thing on the show. Like she anytime they get captured, she just yes. breaks out and then <laughs> rescues always- everybody else. <laughs> Uh, she, he goes Johnny Wu tries to go <laughs> save her and she's like Jimmy nah. Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy <Exactly. laughs> uh awesome yeah that'd be a great show um Marvel if you are listening to the podcast please um, please you can, you can hit us. you can hit me up later and I'll I'll um give you some more <laughs> of my ideas about that and you can give us a lot of money so oh <laughs> uh, yeah Lou I want you to do one head writer right here Lou showrunner Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I will write Dar- Darcy and Jimmy, the adventures of 
I I'll come up with a good title. We'll come up with a good title by the end yeah. of this. Um, all right. So without further ado, we are going to watch uh, Dick Van Dyke Show, Season 2, Episode 21, It May Look Like a Walnut. Are you ready, Ryan? Lou, I've never been more ready. I'm going to try to sync this up, listeners, so that if you want to watch along with us, you know when to press play. I'm going to do just a quick countdown. If you are going to watch along with us and you want to sync up the episode, press play. At the, at the end of the countdown, I'm going to say three, two, one, play. So three, two, one, play. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Starring Dick Van Dyke. Hi, Ryan, have you at least seen this intro? Oh, this was Rosemary, like in the opening. Amsterdam, he goes through the, the autumn in there with Mary Tyler Moore. Like, I immediately, I want to go back and watch the pilot and count how many doors are in that living room because that living room looks so similar. I want to see it if does. it's exactly the same setup. It almost like, looks similar but mirrored. You know what? I'm now I'm remembering there's definitely like a window, a bay window, and then the staircase is right there in Wanda's house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that like we've seen her house in so many yes. different decades that I can talk about like the layout of it and how. Yeah. And I love how you got the, uh, the, the couple in the, in the separate single beds. Exactly. We saw this in episode two of, the, of yeah. WandaVision. Yep. It is, it's very similar, but he hears the sounds out the window. What's happened to your eyes? So in this, uh, Dick Van Dyke's character, Rob, is watching some sci-fi movie. And they're on opposite sides, too. Yeah, they're in separate beds. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God, he's murdering her. Just a minute, just a minute. I'm going to say something like Dick Van Dyke at this age kind of looks like Paul Bettany at this age. He does a little bit. He really does. They both have that like square jaw, like, you know, strong nose, like superhero face. Dick Van Dyke yeah, could have could have been in the MCU. That he could have played a superhero. No, that's when that oh, absolutely. crazy music started, and I, I could have seen him be well. <laughs> she opened it up, and there was DC, no but nut in I there. could see him being a Superman. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, really. Like I'm looking at his face, and I'm like, well, it wasn't really a great funny. Yeah. Seeing Clark Kent. Yeah, I'm just seeing the cape instead of that those pajamas. That collar, though. Holy cow! Particle of absorbatron. Ryan, look at how, how much the rings are popping on camera. The what's popping? The rings. I, so this is, I, I don't think this is a mistake on the producers of the Dick Van Dyke show. The way that, the, the way that they, they choose the characters to, like, which hand is facing the camera, which hand is upstage or downstage, for example. Um, and they're showing that ring finger. So you can see these couples, these people are sleeping in the same room, but they are in separate beds and they do have rings. Rings, they're married. It's okay. Yeah. Guys. Chill out. Oh, don't worry. This isn't a man and woman together in a room and they don't know each other. With an English I love this wallpaper. Kiss. They look like yeah. Danny Thomas. <laughs> like, I just love how conservative it is. Like, even at night, laying in bed, their buttons are all the way up to the top. 
They look perfect and yeah. proper. All Twilight whites have two in the front. His hair is parted perfectly. <laughs> exactly. Hers is curled still. She's wearing she's wearing makeup for sure. She's wearing lipstick. Oh, her hair's done, curled at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Bob. <laughs> so for those of you that, that aren't watching, uh, Rob is uh, Rob is Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore is his wife Laura and he just finished watching a late night sci-fi scary movie and he's scaring her with all of his impressions of, of the monsters and stuff oh yeah and this so is in contrast to the open scene of the second episode of all. They not only get an extra set of eyes, but they lose oh, their imagination. I actually really like watch. Thumbs. This is cool because I never noticed that he's turning the light on and off, but the magic is doing it. We Earth people mm. could possibly build the things that threaten the existence of Yeah, that's right. It's just everything is. Yeah, because Wanda uses her powers, her hex powers to just turn on lights. Turn on, turn on. And, they, and Vision calls that out specifically, which is funny. I wouldn't have a sense of humor. I'd like to see the opening. Like, I want to see the opening again. Was it mirrored to the WandaVision living room? Because then when you come up here, they're both on opposite sides, too. I don't know if they do that just for the story's sake, but... It's almost exactly the same, because they, they in the WandaVision opening, he carries her through the door, but he phases through and she doesn't, and then he has to open the door. You know what? Then he does the... Yeah. Exact same thing with the ottoman. He almost trips over the ottoman, but then Vision just phases through it. Phases through the ottoman. It's like it's taking these simple little things and, and all the little things, the details they do and using the powers and magic to just bring the MCU vision to this world, which is really cool. I didn't notice how it really was. It really followed the structure quite closely. Yeah. Honey. You just set the alarm for an hour from now. That's right. Colac and his activated walnuts are going to come after me in my dreams. I'll That's me going to bed now. to get up on Friday to watch WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... So they're uh, talking about uh, Colac and his activated walnuts. Uh, I guess there's some sort of alien creature that... Uh... <laughs> okay. I think the episode is setting up that Mary Tyler Moore is about to have nightmares about this, this creature. You care for a walnut, my dear? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, you did it. You just blew homemade waffles for breakfast. Oof. Uh-oh. Savage. What are waffles? Dude. <laughs> I Good, I wanted French toast anyway. <laughs> Good. That's all you're going to get from now on. Walnuts. Oh, cool. So there's just walnuts all over the floor. Oh. So it's morning now. They just did a cut from sleeping to morning, which I, I've watched too much TV. I know that that means he's still dreaming or that like somebody's dreaming. It's not actually morning. <laughs> this kitchen, this kitchen is exactly the kitchen. Yeah. In WandaVision. Like, I love how we see the 90s version of it too, where it still has that island. It still has that window. Like between the kitchen and the living room. Yeah, they just the stylings change as the decades go, but the setup. Here your walnuts back. It's so cool. My walnut? Yeah, the one you screwed all It's all like slightly different. Sink was over here. 
Slightly, yeah, you're right, because they were giving the Sparky a bath on the no, sink and the opposite right. side. Like things are on other sides. Well, you didn't do it, then who did? Like they may have changed it up well, just to be like different. His friends from the planet True. Philo. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Rich. You have your breakfast? Yeah, I had a nice bowl of hot. Oh rolls. boy, where'd they get this? <laughs> <laughs> Off the hurry. playground? Cool. <laughs> So everything is walnuts. As I said, it's there. It's got walnuts for lunch. Got hot walnuts for breakfast. Mm. <laughs> she just opened up an egg carton and it's all walnuts. Cracking the walnuts like eggs. So what's fun about this is is that he, as a viewer, if you have no idea what's, what's going okay. on in this episode, you think, like, oh, Rob, Rob and Laura went to bed. She is, there's a, I think there's a, a read of this where she's playing a prank on him. She's playing a very elaborate prank because of him trying to scare her last night. Because it's actually, it's the kind of thing Laura would do if she had the resources. She would do this to get, to get back at him. Um, but I don't think that's going to be the reveal, that it's actually a prank she's pulling. I'm no. I'm sorry, I'm single. I have <laughs> But I, I like that, like, the writers of this show are clever oh, enough to play with the audience's expectations. Well, that, like, that's what you're probably thinking up to a certain point. Real red herring. Until you find out, like, no, it's all it's all crazy. Even the, even his coworkers are wal- nuts for walnuts. Now, I was pretending that I was this guy, Kolak, who breathes water. Oh, yeah, the four-eyed monster they threw out of the U.N., he came from the planet Twilo. Did you see that picture? No, they make a picture out of that? <laughs> <laughs> Last night on... Wait, he just Jim look at the... Yeah, he just Jim look at the UN camera? The day it happened. Oh, good. Listen, That's funny. If this guy didn't have those four eyes, I'd have married him. I didn't notice that. He's on the wrong episode, breaking the fourth wall. Oh, you see all these creatures yep. from the planet Twilo <laughs> only eat... <laughs> what was that noise? What noise? I heard a noise just now. Yeah, I heard it too. It's like uh, walnuts cracking. Yeah. yeah. I well, I don't know where to come from. Well, it might have come from me. I just cracked a couple. They're, they're literally facing him, and they didn't see him do that. <laughs> the dude is cracking and shuffling walnuts well, in his hand. No, I switched them for pistachios. What was in that? In front of them. Yeah, looking around. <laughs> I'm not sure until I find out where Buddy got the idea of eating walnuts just now. Why does it have to be an idea? Mm. I was hungry. I like walnuts. Hey, yeah. What's the difference? Oh, God. The, yeah, the unbuttoned silly, top button yeah. and the loose tie. <laughs> What's the big idea, say? Yeah, see? Well, you look at a friend if another friend asked you if his wife called and told him to eat walnuts? <laughs> That's a little bit of an edgy joke there. I missed that. I missed the joke. Said, uh, would you, like, what would you think of your friend if your wife called him and told him to eat walnuts? Yeah, that is. I interrupt you while you're talking to yourself, but could we get down to work, please? I have a very important luncheon engagement. How about we, uh, we do the spot for the guest? You know, get that out of the way. The best idea you've had all day. All right, good. What do we do? Well... <laughs> <laughs> So there, why was there a walnut in the typewriter? I don't know. Why are walnuts just 
Oh, come Everywhere. on, let's open the show. How about using for an opening a good <laughs> boy girl? Colac from the planet Tryon, I guess. Ready for a boy girl uh, number it's only eats by Alan Brady and Danny Thomas. <laughs> Danny Thomas? Is uh, Danny Thomas the guest star this week? You told us about it. I did? Sure. Don't He's talking about his show within the show here, I'd assume. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I forget. I think the Alan Brady show is the show that they write for. Um, I, I think it's I think it's kind of like a Letterman kind of show or Conan O'Brien kind of show. Okay. And I think they're they're like the comedy writers. They like write the monologues. They write that kind of stuff. Yeah. Bits. Rob. We'll stop fooling around trying to scare you. Knock it off. Yeah, so he's so he he is Rob thinks um, exactly what I was saying earlier that like he thinks Laura set up this whole thing and and went so far as to call his coworkers and tell them to play along. This is very, it's very Twilight Zone in that he's like gradual, his reality is gradually peeling away and he keeps testing it and finding out that no, 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 this is, this is weird. It's, it's, it's too elaborate for it to be, re- for it to be a prank. Yeah, and uh, who does that remind us of? What's that? Who does that remind us of? Maybe swallow some absorbitron. You did see that movie, didn't you? No, I told you I was at the UN. Remember Dollface? <laughs> Something strange here today. Hi, ho, everybody. Oh, boy, Mel, am I glad to see you. Oh, what? Mel. I want to ask you a question. I want a straight answer from you. Who is this week's guest star on the show? Uh, Why, Danny Thomas. Danny Thomas. Hmm. Is Danny Thomas Did a real person? You to put Danny Thomas on I don't know. I don't no, recognize no, as a matter of fact, she was against He'll it. He'll bust out that she Wikipedia. Or what? <laughs> tell you to say that she did didn't she did you, did you tell them to say that they told you to say that didn't they huh you guys are putting me on putting me on and, and now, now rob pull yourself together you, you look terrible here this will make you feel better take two of these with a glass of air <laughs> and a glass of air <laughs> yeah danny thomas was an Don't actor comedian singer he was on Buddy, a lot of, a lot of shows in the, the 60s monologue? of course pal. nice i have never heard the name <laughs> Isn't it weird that like? Don't forget, Rob. Thumbs up. Like, in not very long, nobody's gonna know who like anybody from the '80s or '90s was. Like even people that were huge back then, you know. Oh, like now? Three possibilities. Yeah. Oh, I know. Crazy. Gang are playing a very. The fact that all these people don't even know that. That Elizabeth Olsen is related to the Olsen twins. Yep. Like so many people like don't even know. I. I've always known that before she was even that famous. I can't really but of course, because I'm from that era. I still got oldies. <laughs> Is that the show, the Alan Brady show, right there? I think so. Presented to the staff writers because of excellence of comedy. I make yeah. I yeah. I can't remember precisely. I might be wrong, but I, but that makes the most sense. That like that yeah. award that he's got on his behind his desk. Got a magic Alan eight ball on his desk. I wonder if that with that does he always have that? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. Does it represent the conundrum it's, going on here? It's definitely like a 
a good prop that pops on camera in black and white. It, so it does. It's a good thing to have on his desk. It's I'm very noticeable. Sorry. I'm just having a dream. I'll wake up. I'll wake up pretty soon. I know I'm having a dream. That hurts. <laughs> it never hurts in a dream. Hello? Laura? Oh. Laura, I want, I want you to do me a favor. Sure, darling. Go in the bedroom. Pull down the covers on my bed and see if I'm there. <laughs> that was good. That's a good joke. <laughs> All right, now you win. You and your His office looks very much like Vision's office where he just, you know, the, the inputs and the outputs or whatever he does at work. Yeah. That's enough. Laura. Laura? That typewriter. Must be a dream. She wouldn't do this to me. So I'm I'm just dreaming. Okay, so he's he's ruled right. out that it's a prank. I'll do some work. I'll do some work. I'll just get my Jump out the window. So now he's actively He's now it's Inception where he knows he's in a dream, but he can't get out of it. So he's trying to, uh, what, what do they call it in Inception? He's trying to. This is too much. Um, I've been there before. There's a word for like when they're trying to pull themselves out. I think this is Danny Thomas. Is this the penguin? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm a big Paul. Could you tell me where I might find Robert Petri? <laughs> Who are you? Who do you think I am? <laughs> top hat. Danny bowler. Thomas? Mr. Walnut. What is a Danny Thomas? <laughs> okay. So this actor is definitely Danny Thomas playing yeah. some kind of character on the show. Yeah. Getting meta. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> uh, why, why are you here it's hard to describe what we're laughing at because it's all facial expressions and physical, yeah, it's physical all, acting it's really it's good. hard to explain exactly i i really think that though in the first couple episodes that did, paul bettany does an amazing ah, job of, out of here, Danny, doing this style of, of acting that he it's it, he nails it really it's great he's great paul bettany has yeah, is, so, is so good at like prat falls and physical i'm so things. impressed by by, I, by by everybody <laughs> how, how did you see it from there I have perfect 20, 20, 20, 20 vision. Because <laughs> they have four eyes, Ryan. Do you get it? Do you get it? 20, 20, 20 vision. <laughs> uh, I want to I exit a room and toss a bunch of walnuts behind me every time I leave a room. <laughs> I, must, I, I must be dreaming. Either that or I'm in the twilight zone. I must be dreaming and it's not really happening to me because it's really happening to me and I was a twilight and the absorbitron was really working absorbitron I wouldn't have any thumbs great and I've got my thumbs (gasps) what thumbs what okay so I, I, I can't I can see it now but like a moment ago I was like 
either either he's doing a really good like mime job with hitting his thumbs, or they're, they're, it's some kind of uh, uh, prosthetic. For a second there, I really thought they like the thumbs were gone, but then I yeah, I thought it was a, a real prosthetic. nice thumb fold there. Yeah. <laughs> so many, so many of these sitcom actors from the early sitcom days were. Oh, that is cool. The whole entire car, you open the closet door and the whole thing spilled out with walnuts. That's cool. Oh, oh. Hey. Laura. Oh, those walnuts make her look even better. Yeah, it's kind of seductive. <laughs> it is. Like the way she's laying on them with like... Yeah. Like in that model pose, that like yeah. uh, magazine yeah, look, pose. Oh, God. Oh, it was. Oh, how cute. Not as stuff as they get. Get my thumb back. Hit me. Hit me and wake me up. Darling, I'll hit you with pleasure, but it won't get you back your thumb. Well, come on. Hit me. Hit me before <laughs> I blow another pair of eyes. <laughs> punched him. Locked him. But they're still yeah. gone. <laughs> well, so all this exercise on... Um, so many of these, these like early sitcom actors were like staged or like vaudeville kind of performers. So they do such good physical, physical yeah. acting and comedy. They do. They have that you're real stage, away. like you're seeing a play. Robert, mm-hmm. do you know you have a stain on your tie? <laughs> no, she can also see out the back How of the How did you know? I, I didn't I catch the detail of why some of them don't have like thumbs it. and why some of them... <laughs> have eyes on the back of their head. I'm sure that they talked about it when we were talking over it. Lolak. Lolak of Twilo. I see So she's not Laura, she's Lolak of Twilo. (laughs) (laughs) That's not possible. My eyes! Don't touch my eyes! (laughs) I got the way she's playing it, like she has a smirk on her face, like like this is all a prank. Yeah. <laughs> now his friends are coming in through every door, laughing, wide-eyed. Walnuts everywhere. No, walnuts everywhere. In the kitchen is Danny Thomas with no thumbs. <laughs> Nobody has thumbs. What's going on? Where's all the thumbs? Oh. Him. And in the Wayne's World transition. That wavy. Oh no, here we go. It's a dream episode. What are you doing? He fell right out of bed. Uh, I just said Wanda. Wanda also fell out of bed. Mary Tyler Moore, Laura, also fell right out of bed. Yep. And I lost my sense of humor and my thumbs. Oh! I dreamt that Danny Thomas was chasing me and throwing walnuts at me, and every place he hit me, I'd lose a thumb and grow an eye. Oh, I wish it were morning. Do you wish it were morning? Yeah. I'm so scared. Oh, try and go get some sleep. No, I'm too scared. It's, uh... I can feel you tremble. It just, it just doesn't make... Well, what do we do? The, the whole separate pets thing, I can't get past it. No, I... Because I, they're sitting on the same bed right now. Like their arms are really do that? Like, they just do that on TV because they can't show it. Yeah. Because, you know, my grandparents slept in the same bed. Mm-hmm. Nope. Maybe it's a thing like some married couples just get get 
they don't want like they're not comfortable sitting yeah. in the same bed after a while like they're just sick of it and so like I just want my own I just want my I own mean, place to, to roll be around honest, I love sleeping in my own bed so you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> I do get it <laughs> maybe they have a third bed for like you know yeah no. Yeah. Stuff we can't talk about on TV. <laughs> this is where the magic happens. Charlie, who's that good looking man with the beard? No, no. Would you guess that there are 200,000 bumblebees on this man's face? Crosby, Bob Hope, and Dorothy Lamore in the Oh, man. That's a good gag. That's. That's It's uh... I forgot that this, like, they had, they did those kinds of jokes on this show where I guess they don't show the TV. You don't see the full production yeah. of the thing they're watching, <laughs> but it is some sort of fake setup with, with the right leg. and the actor makes a joke or describes it. With perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they settled on, uh, they needed to watch some sort of palate cleanser before going to bed uh, in order to get the sci-fi stuff out of their heads oh Lou, it's hard for me to hear you now with the music all right we'll talk after the music um wandavision agatha but it was Agatha all along. <laughs> Film that Desilu. Ooh. I'm surprised right. we didn't see more flagrant uh, I Love Lucy references in WandaVision. I can't I can't even think of any specific uh, Another show I'd never seen. <laughs> oh my god, Ryan. It is. It's like all those old black and white shows. So yeah, that was our that was our live coverage of the Dick Van Dyke Show, season two, yeah. episode twenty-one. It may look like a walnut, Ryan. You were you were just saying you you've never seen uh, an episode of I Love Lucy either. No, I have never seen I Love Lucy. No, a lot of these classic black and white sitcoms I have not seen, except for the few, like I mentioned, Green Acres. I've seen like Bewitched. Those are really the two I've seen. But yeah, no, no, I Love Lucy. Huh. Uh, this, this, I swear, this wasn't like some elaborate trick, uh, much like Laura, you know, playing one on, on Rob. But now that you've watched an episode of Dick Van Dyke, because you seem to really dig it, like, I would you watch actually. more episodes or, or would you explore more I, some, some of these like early sitcoms? I would. And to be honest, I was actually surprised at how f- funny some of the jokes and stuff were. Like, it was actually funnier and then i then i thought like I, I think going back to an old sitcom it's gonna have those the corny old jokes but some of them were legit i laughed that was that was good you i know? think that was a good, good show good comedy is can be timeless like if, yeah if you watch the muppets anything that the muppets do yes the, the goal was always the intent was always to make it like family friendly but mm-hmm. it's it's really just it comes down to we want this to appeal to everybody and and offend nobody. Yes. And if you can perfect. do that, you can if you can focus on that being your lane, you can still it's challenging, but you can still write jokes that are funny yes. and and aren't specifically referencing anything in a certain time zone or time or time era and aren't uh and aren't going to 
later on when you look back on them suddenly be like, Oh, that was funny at the time. But now it's like, I don't know if I can laugh at that. <laughs> yep. And I, I kind of feel the same way about like the subtle, like physical comedy and stuff in it. Like, yeah, that type of stuff too. It's like, it's always going to be funny. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. It's great. How, how somebody just physically reacts to something in their facial expressions. And that makes it sometimes just, just like we were talking about earlier in the scene, even just seeing, even just seeing Dick Van Dyke trip over that ottoman every single time the opening credits play, <laughs> like when you, I, I can't, it, I can't describe the experience of um, when you watch, when you're watching a show and you're into it, and you only get like an episode per week or an episode per day or something, and you're looking forward to it all week. I mean, obviously yep. we're covering a weekly show, so you know what that feeling is like. Yes, but. But that's how every show used to be, and a, like a sitcom mm-hmm. like this. So yeah. I remembered, like, I, I wasn't alive when it first aired, but I remembered, like, waiting until I knew the Dick Van Dyke block of Nick at Night was going to come up, and knowing I'm, oh, I'm going to see that intro, I'm going to see that theme song, I'm going to see specifically that spill over the ottoman, and it's so masterfully done that it's 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 it seems like a simple trick. But you have to train. You have to train your body and like be so flexible and acrobatic to do that and make it look like you're not getting hurt, or to even just not get hurt. Like it's very yeah. easy to get hurt doing something as simple as mm-hmm. that. And he just <laughs> kind of rolls over and jumps up like a ninja. It's a ninja roll, honestly. Yep. It's 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 very undersold, and that's what's funny about it. Yeah, exactly. The subtlety of, of how funny it is. And also to go back every week and just see that thing that makes you happy and smile and looking forward to that, that once a week and see that. And you couldn't go back and watch it on YouTube and just to see him trip and fall over that. It just brought you delight and just the happiness every week of coming back to that, which that's kind of cool. And we miss that nowadays. And that's one of the cool things about WandaVision, you know? And that's, that's why I think it was really important for every episode of WandaVision to have, A, a commercial, because those mm-hmm. are really fun. Fake commercials are really fun. We, yeah. we, we kind of saw, like, fake shows, fake uh, snippets of things when they were flipping through channels mm-hmm. today on, on this show, on, Dick, Dick, on the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, and those are really fun. But also WandaVision has every episode a theme song. And mm-hmm. it's exactly what you were just saying. It, it's the thing that, like reminds you of the feeling of the show that you're going to experience for the next half hour. Exactly. And it was just so much more special back then because you couldn't go see it somewhere else. It was mm-hmm. just, that was it. That was all you had. You had yeah, to wait, you know? And that's Have you heard just, the term VOD, video on demand? Yeah, I've heard it. Like That's yeah. kind of that's kind of the era we're living in now of like movies and TV is the yeah. VOD oh, era. Yeah. Oh, I love this show. Let me just go pop Malk in the middle on, on Netflix or whatever. And oh, funny, there's there's the theme song. But you, you got to think back then it was just different and it was special. And I yeah, you don't have to rely on your Sokovian dad carrying a trunk full of DVDs through the <laughs> war torn streets. So you can exactly. watch one episode on movie night. <laughs> That's hidden in a wall behind a painting. (laughs) That is special right there. That's a very special (laughs) episode. Uh, So, so let's talk about the episode that we, that we actually watch. I'm going to summarize, I'm going to try to summarize the plot very briefly. It was basically Rob and Laura are a married couple. They sleep in separate beds, which we commented on quite a bit. Rob, Dick Van Dyke is, he, he can't sleep and he's laying awake watching this sci-fi movie about some sort of alien that has four eyes and only eats walnuts and breathes water. He starts describe. He wakes up his wife 
And he starts describing these things to her and doing impressions of the aliens and the monsters in this movie and scares her. There's some banter. It cuts to the next morning and there are walnuts all over the living room floor. Laura's in the kitchen talking about making walnuts for breakfast. His kid runs in for a single appearance for the episode. Uh, their kid, I shouldn't say his kid, their kid runs in for his single appearance in the episode and is real, real excited. This kid is all about walnuts. He's very excited about what he really sells the whole walnut weird reality of the episode. Uh, Dick Van Dyke just sort of assumes his wife is, is, is uh, being playful and and cheeky and he goes to work and his coworkers are also crazy about walnuts and keep talking about walnuts. So um, (laughs) I'm, I'm, uh, and yeah, I'm skipping over a lot of like the nuanced details because honestly we missed a lot of that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I'm actually, but honestly, this is, I'm glad you're summarizing it for me because I missed a lot of chunks. Oh, good. <laughs> like okay. okay. They, they're his, he and his coworkers are stressed out over the show that they're writing for and their guest star, Danny Thomas, that's going to be coming on. But it basically, every, like every scene in the episode, it devolves into something is weird with walnuts. And Dick yeah. Van Dyke's character is the only one that thinks it's weird. So he's getting more and more exasperated. Eventually, he ends up going home and opens the closet door and Mary Tyler Moore and a pile of walnuts <laughs> spill out of the closet door. And she's seductively um, on the walnuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I did I did notice they did that in two takes. It was first, like, he opens the door, everything spills out. They cut yes. away. They cut back, and then she slides down. <laughs> yeah, uh, which, she was it's, nowhere. It's fine nowhere because to be I seen in the closet. Like you can, you can listen to my reaction. I literally was like twice. They got me twice. I was like, oh my god, that's cool. And then five seconds later, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> she sliding down them. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I can see how they did it, but I don't care. Like just yeah. like I could see his thumbs later when he was hiding his thumbs. Anyway, exactly. You know, you yeah, got his thumbs go away for these things. Yep, there's a lot of, uh, then all of his coworkers and everybody, um, and, including Danny Thomas, all surround him and, mm-hmm. and menacingly, uh, and he just curls <laughs> up on the ground. They do the, the Wayne's World, transition <laughs> yes. back to the bedroom where Laura and Rob are sleeping. And Rob wakes up, um, and he wakes up Laura. They both fall to the floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Then they get up and discuss the nightmares that each of them just had. Rob tells, Rob basically summarizes the episode because it's everything that we saw, which was his dream. It was all Mm -hmm. a dream. Laura talks about her dream that she had. And then they have a little button at the end where they together decide on what what they're going to watch as a palate cleanser before going to sleep for real. And boy, does exercise and exercise video. And all those things kind of lay out exactly like, like a WandaVision episode. Which How so? I think, well, I think that's kind of the reason why they chose this as the main show and the and one that's her favorite is the structure is kind of following the same thing as 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 Dick Van Dyke. Rob is slowly discovering the weirdness of this, which is kind of like the whole vibe of WandaVision. I mean, I feel like the the basic structure of this episode is almost like the whole series of WandaVision. It's a slow progression of well. It's quicker in this because you only have 20, 25 minutes. But, you know, it's the progression of Rob learning that this isn't real. And then it isn't real. And then it's a dream, which that is the one part I really hope is it doesn't come over to WandaVision. I hope they Mm. do something else besides a real dream. But I do feel like almost the whole series is almost kind of structured 
on this episode, which I think is now that I've watched it, I kind of think is why they picked it out and why this is kind of the main theme. That's a really good way to put it, that it kind of, this one episode encapsulates yeah. the entire the series. series. Yeah. Of WandaVision. And it makes sense that it does that because we get the origin story, the true origin story of Wanda. Yes. In, this, in, in the latest episode of WandaVision, episode 108, she specifically picks out this episode of Dick Van Dyke to watch on the night that her parents are killed by a, a Stark missile uh, that I crashes actually, into her home. Yeah. And yep. she's seen this episode so many times. It's also, it, somehow the TV survives the blast and her and Pietro are under the bed watching this episode as yeah. the bombs are falling and, and everything is everything terrible is going on around them. Mm-hmm. And baby Wanda says, not, she's not a baby, but like little Wanda says. <laughs> Ten-year-old, um, whatever she is, yeah. She tells her brother, by end of episode, you realize it was all a bad dream. None of it was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's perfect. laughs> she, was, she was really cute really really cute little kid uh the absolutely and that was a bad impression of her i'm not trying to insult the kid <laughs> sorry no <laughs> she did great and you did great okay she you're she did a beautiful she did a better <laughs> accent i did a parody of the accent uh, <laughs> yes but yeah she yeah. she says that and that's exactly how this episode of dick van dyke goes um we have you and i have talked a lot about on our wandavision coverage how we're afraid that the whole thing is going to end up being a dream. I don't think that is the case, but I do think that it's, it's so interesting that like this one episode could inspire an entire concept of a show and the, the way that they just play with all of the ideas and everything that was just in one, the character Wanda Maximoff's head and built a reality around that is just so cool. Another thing we specifically talked about in an early episode is we questioned why is it sitcoms? Why would somebody from Sokovia uh, have all of these sitcoms that they're obsessed with? And and we got the answer. One thing that I I think I'm trying to pat myself on the back here and give myself credit uh, (laughs) is (laughs) one thing I think I remember specifically talking about was when Wanda was in self-imposed house arrest, maybe sitcoms were something she did to pass the time one of us either you or i said i think i I think it was you and i and i agreed and and then when i saw this i was like lou kind of kind of got this a little bit not watch too much tv i can predict too many things (laughs) (laughs) like she literally not even just when she was at hydra locked up i mean right from being a kid in Sokovia, that was her comfort all the way up till the experiments, the Hydra, she was still watching sitcoms. So it was obviously always a huge part of her life. Yeah. And just as we thought it was comforting and, and, but I saw the deeper connection between Dick Van Dyke and that specific episode and how the bomb was there and that was playing in the background. So kind of get to see how it more personally actually connects to her like deep. All right. And so we've, uh, we've sort of transitioned to talking into talking about WandaVision at this point. So I am going to, um, I'm going to cut the Dick Van Dyke episode here so I can, it can be a separate episode. Uh, I'm going to release them both hopefully by the end of today, if not tomorrow, but it'll sort of be like a bonus episode. So you can all, you, you can just listen to the WandaVision coverage if you want, but if you also want to hear our thoughts and our live watch of Dick Van Dyke, you can also check that out as a bonus. Beautiful. So let me cut here. And do you have any last things to say about Dick Van Dyke before we uh, wrap this up? No, I think it's pretty much covered. It was a, it was a cool show. It was really funny, funnier than what I, I don't want to drag this on. Just, (laughs) just, all right. (laughs) Yeah, just go. 
By end of episode, you realize it was all a bad dream. None of it was real. The camera zooms in on me. So we get out. some high proof alcohol. We get gasoline. Anything that says what funny. makes our lives worth living is our mortality. If there were not mortality, we wouldn't be. Luckily for me, most of the beauty pageants that I've um, participated in don't. I've know. done my fair share of blood. Man. I've always liked showing myself off naked. Got up out of the seat, walked to me, and then slapped me. Spontaneous conversation with people from around the world on Stranger Than Christian. Available on your favorite podcast app and at StrangerThanChristian.com. Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 